If you guys love the podcast, you want to get the audible version of my new book, How to Be a Capitalist Without Any Capital, at capitalistbook.com. A user named just Jay on Amazon said this in a review, a four-hour work week for 2019. He goes on to say, I bought this book because I read somewhere that it was like a four-hour work week of 2019, and it absolutely delivered. The book delivered on both big ideas and has specific actionable templates, including unredacted and minimally redacted emails. This book is not chock full of self-promotion or useless platitudes, but is broken down into four key rules explained in solid detail and with specific and often amusing anecdotes. Reading this really got my wheels and my head turning of how to be resourceful, which many say is the ultimate trait of a successful entrepreneur. My favorite of the four rules is blank. You have to go read the review to find out. But guys, thanks for supporting me on the podcast. I hope you go grab the book on Audible today at capitalistbook.com. Don't quit the tough task. This is coming from a guy who literally eight months ago, it's like a black t-shirt. And now he's a full-fledged sales. I mean, pockets. Hold your wrist up. Is there a watch on too? No, no, no. No, no watch yet. Okay, so no, he's no, not no, a full it's, sales guy yet. But a he's fitted suit though. A fitted, a fitted suit with the pocket square. Look, his consumer business, 2 million bucks in ARR, 24 million, sorry, 24 million in ARR. He's letting that glide because he sees the opportunity to change more lives, help more companies, get developers up to speed, train them, you know, bring in their new classes fast on their B2B model. These are, you know, $90,000 ACV deals, uh, helping MailChimp, you know, folks like this envision, bring on new developers. Uh, the economics are making sense. He did it himself and, you know, onboarding a new sales rep takes about six months, hoping to hit about a million bucks in new ARR per rep. That would be good. Structure is, you know, 50% base, 50% commission. So they are scaling, hoping that the B2B side passes 4 million bucks in ARR this year and hopefully grows larger than the consumer side by 2020. This is the Top Entrepreneurs Podcast, where founders share how they started their companies and got filthy rich or crash and burn. Each episode features revenue numbers, customer counts, and other insider information that creates business news headlines. We went from a couple hundred thousand dollars to 2.7 million. I had no money when I started the company. It was $160 million, which is the size of many IPOs. We're bootstrapped. We have like 22,000 customers. With over 5 million downloads in a very short amount of time, major outlets like Inc. are calling us the fastest growing business show on iTunes. I'm your host, Nathan Latka, and here's today's episode. Hello, everyone. My guest today is Ryan Carson. He's the CEO and founder of Treehouse, an online technology school with more than 80,000 enrolled students and 850,000 students taught in the past eight years. Treehouse takes people from zero experience to job ready in as little as six months. He has also co-founded Carsonified and Drop Send. Ryan, are you ready to take us to the top? Let's do it. So I'm I, have excited. To t- I have to tell you, you know, I had you back. I had you on back in November of 2017, and we'll get to the data there in a second. But I have to tell you, it was so refreshing because I always have people in school, students, college students who are not developers reach out and go like, Nathan, I want to learn a little bit about code. And I just did not have a good recommendation uh, until, yeah, I mean, my best before you was like, go to like Udemy or these things, but they weren't actually job ready kind of stuff. And so I've heard great feedback from people going through Treehouse. So thank you for building this product. Thanks, man. We we were eight hard years at that. So I yeah. appreciate it. So give us a quick update. I'll summarize real quick. Back in November, you'd communicated you had over 80,000 customers paying an ARPU of about 25 bucks a month. You'd pass 2 million bucks a month in revenue. CAC was about 25 bucks. You know, it was so that was obviously a really healthy payback period. Your team was about 80 people launched in 2010. Give us a general update. Where are things today? 
So the, the business is cranking and we are actually focused on B2B. And it's been a powerful, crazy shift. Um, what we've figured out is that we are really, really good at creating talent for business. Uh, so now we're selling very large ACV deals to businesses uh, so they can invest in and create new talent. And it's an amazing thing because we're accomplishing our mission. We're changing lives by teaching how to code and then getting jobs. And then we're changing companies because they can actually create the talent they need. And it's transformational financially. We're growing faster than we ever had. That's great. I want to get to that in a second. But first, typically when someone transitions from B2C to B2B, there's also a restructuring of the sales team. So you were 80 people last time you were on the show. What are you at today and what portion of those are sales? So, you know, what's funny is uh, I actually uh, began to run the sales team. So the, re- the restructuring was the CEO came in and figured out how to do sales. <laughs> um, and this is a long story. I know this is not a long form podcast, but man, this, it was a wild ride, you know, going from doing zero sales myself uh, to doing potentially millions of dollars of sales myself this year uh, and learning how to do that and learning how to run the team. So essentially I came in, I said, you know what, folks, we're going to we're gonna do this and I'm going to directly support you as a CEO and we're going to build out this team. So we've actually grown um, the sales team uh, and uh, brought on SDRs and brought on new customer success and it's it's been fun. So total team today is how many employees? Uh, still 80. Still so 80, okay, great. What we did is a couple uh, folks um, left and then we brought on more people on sales. And so we ended up being the same, but the team was slightly uh, changed to be more so, focused on so sales. So let me ask you a couple questions, right? So for other people listening, thinking about launching their own inside sales teams, they're they're right now at the for the next board meeting thinking about what does the pro forma look like for onboarding a new sales rep? What's ramp up time? What should quota be? You know, things like that. Have you figured that stuff out yet? Um, yes, but here's what I'd say. If you haven't built the sales team yet and you are the founder CEO, you should be doing sales. So that's the first thing you've got to do. Do not try to hire people. Do not try to do SDR. Don't do any of that. Go out and sell and lo- and learn the sales cycle yourself. And then you'll know, okay, someone should be able to ramp in three months. You know. Well, what should- premium do you put on you for being the CEO? Right? So people say, well, if you close it in three months, you got to triple that for someone yeah. or bring it off the street, right? Yep, yep. It, it's probably double. Okay. Um, so there is a huge premium of being CEO, but at the same time, it gives you real data. What are people saying yes to? What are they saying no to? I mean, this is how we raised our ACV from eighteen hundred bucks to ninety thousand dollars, right? It is by me getting in in the dirt and figuring out what actually is valuable. Yep, um, that's interesting. Okay, so just real quick to close out the sales conversation, what is it today? So what ramp do you project for most like like a new salesperson you're onboarding? Six months. Three months. Three months. And by at that point, you want them hitting about what kind of quota? Um, it, it depends on the business and who, what your ACV is and what your target is. Um, say that you've got ACVs of 50K, um, you'd be expecting someone to close around a million dollars a year. Great. About a million bucks. Is that around what your quota is? Yep. Okay. Yeah, I'm just a salesperson. It's great. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> okay. Uh, and then I assume comp structure. It's, it's typical, right? Base plus commission? Pretty straightforward. Yeah. Aiming for the typical 50% base, 50% um, commission. That's great. Okay. You mentioned growth rate. You said you're growing way faster now that you've made this change. So last time you were on the show, you were doing about 2 million bucks a month. What are you at today? So what's interesting, we're we're basically breaking out, you know, B2B and consumer. um, And our B2B business is is growing up to 40 to 50% a year now. And, And this is a zero capital injection. So we didn't go raise a bunch of money. 
Um, like we're literally just getting better at getting product market fit and scaling. So um, excited had, about that. You had 13 in the company when we last spoke, 13 million raised. You haven't raised since then? Zero dollars. That's I'm great. proud to say. That's great. So are you cash flow positive today? Yes, sir. Oh, that's Man, great. After a lot of blood, sweat, and tears, that's for sure. Hey, that's good. That explains kind of the flat team growth. You've, you've done more with less people. Yep. And, and no capital injection. Right. And, and I think, and I keep ranting about this on social and LinkedIn, but you know, I really think we're focusing too much on raising money. You know, I I think companies should build a business and figure out, you know, how to do that and then go raise a bunch of money. That's fine, but not the other way around. Yep. Um, I won't push you too hard here because I've already asked it direct a few times and you, and you gave other good answers, but can you give me a general sense of where you're at today in terms of AR? Um, you know, we were doing, um, on the B2B front, um, I think we're aiming to do four plus this, this year. year. Okay. Yeah. And, and that number you gave me last time, do you remember what that was? You told me 2 million in ARR, but you didn't split it out for me in terms, or sorry, 2 million in MRR, but you didn't split it out in terms of consumer versus B2B. Most of the business is consumer today, right? So we're going to cross that in, in 19. Okay. So the idea is we're essentially not focusing on our consumer business and we're focusing on our B2B and the, and the B2B revenue will cross that in 19 or 20. So, um, but, but the, uh, the way your listeners should think about this is I am trying to grow the business at 40 to 50% a year without a capital injection, um, selling, you know, ACVs of 50 to hundred K. Um, and, and I think that's how people should imagine Does, is the seat is the per cause the last time we talked about ARPU, we didn't talk about ACV. We talked about per seat average of 25 is the per seat average still about that or is it going lower with bulk deals? No, this was interesting. So when we told you, you know, 25 bucks, um, ARPU, that's consumer. Yeah. Right. And now we're saying is we sell the business and what we do is we sell annual contracts. And so this is an exciting shift for anyone who's thinking about doing this. You know, how do we provide enough value? Um, to a consumer so that, or sorry, to a business so that they pay us annually. And it's a large chunk of money because we're solving a very large problem. And so consumer business, still the same, 25 bucks a seat. You know, we have pretty good retention, you know, a little better than Pluralsight, a little better than Linda, but still it's not a rocket business. But on the B2B side, we're seeing very large ECVs. Like I said, you know, 90K plus, um, and, uh, and how many and, seats would that be for though on average? Well, that that's, what's interesting. It's not a seat model. So what oh. we said is we create talent for you and how many people do you want us to create? Okay. Now is that, or is that, okay. So th- these are like new hires or you're yep. taking all the interns up It's brand new hires, new hires. Yep. But we're also taking internal employees and turning them into developers too. So we just go to a, a manager and say, Hey, we want to help you hit your hiring plan. Um, and, and how many people are on that plan? Great. We can take them from internal. We can take them from external. You turn the key and we go. So they're going to say, we need 30 senior developers really good on the LAMP tech stack by the end of the year. We have 10 interns right now. You can mature, but we need to bring on 20 more. You'll say, great. To get your 30 from that split, 10 and 20 new, it's going to be 90,000 bucks this year. That's kind of right. That's the idea. Exactly. Okay. Interesting. Really interesting. Okay. And uh, just to round out kind of the, the crossing mechanism you articulated earlier. So most of your business, the 2 million in MRR, which is tw- it's basically a $24 million business, by the way, no small business, uh, your consumer side, you're letting that kind of just do its thing. You're not really focused on it. What you're saying is this year, right? You, you're, you're hoped to hit 4 million bucks in AR on the B2B side. And by 2020, you hope that, you know, the B2B stuff is doing more than 24 million bucks in ARR. Exactly. It's great. Yep. Let me ask you a question. Why not spin off and sell the consumer size? You can truly go all in on B2B. Because they 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 help each other. They do. Okay. Um, you know, so we're 
creating courses for businesses and they're great for consumers too. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're hiring so, from those folks, I imagine, right? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So it, it feeds, it feeds the loop. Yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense. Um, any plans right now? Are you in any discussions to raise more capital? Zero. You don't need yep. it. Yeah. No, we, we, like I said, we're throwing off cash. We're growing really quick. And this is the main thing I've learned, you know, never raise money, you know, when you're desperate for it, you know, raise money when you just don't need it. And, um, I mean, I have tons of inbound, thankfully, and but I'm just saying, no, we just want to focus on building uh, the, the core business and making it repeatable. Yep. Let me ask you a question. Let's assume you keep doing what you're doing. From a founder perspective, um, how do you create personal wealth for yourself and for your team? Do you eventually move to like a profit sharing plan or something? The reason I ask is last time you were on the show was a black t-shirt. Now you've got a suit jacket and a pocket <laughs> square. So something's changing. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. You spotted that. Um, <laughs> now, I mean, see, this is how I know you're head of sales now. You go from a black t-shirt to, to, to now he's got a pocket square on the jacket. He's definitely head of sales now. Yeah. It's so funny. Um, <laughs> I just, you know, yep. I realized, hey, people like buying from people that look nice. It's Listen, uh, the number one role of a CEO in my opinion is to really be a chameleon, right? And you've got to adapt to any role you put in. So Yes. Yep. So there we go. Yeah, that's my, and you know, I enjoy it. I, what I realized is sales is not at all what I thought it was. It's helping people solve a problem. Um, you know, so when we close a deal, like they're cheering about it cause we're solving a problem and that makes me so happy. It's just, it's a ton of fun. Back to my question though. So let's assume you never raise capital <laughs> again. Um, so like, by the way, like a Weber does this I think really nicely. Tom's getting up there. Right. But, and I asked them the same question. And so the way that, you know, if you're not going to create wealth for yourself and for early investors and early, you know, uh, employees that took, you know, equity grants, a great way to still reward them if you're not going to raise capital or IPO or sell, it's just to like profit sharing. So do you profit see yourself share. ever moving to that kind of model or no? Um, I would love to give liquidity to any um, shareholders right now eventually and say, you know what, I can find new investors to buy your shares. Why wouldn't you just do like a stock, essentially a private version of a stock buyback using the cash you throw off? We could. So um, we're not throwing off enough cash to do that right Got now. It. So I think we'll be in a spot eventually where that happens. But meanwhile, I, you know, the company's growing so fast. I know I can go find other private investors to give liquidity to, to early shareholders. And that means employees, right? And then early investors. So I personally don't intend to create a large amount of wealth for myself. I plan to hold my stock inevitably, you know, um, and that's just kind of where I'm at. You know, I, I want to build a long-term sustainable company. So, yeah, I, I appreciate the answer, Ryan, but I mean, you hold stock because at one point you hope this, this you baby you've liquid. matured. Yeah. Right. This is you like, know, this is like, a, um, are, are you, do you have kids? I forget. I do too. Yeah. How old's oldest one? 10. This is like, you know, like, what does it cost? Like five grand a month to have a baby and like feed them and like do diapers <laughs> and like all this crap. You're making this investment so that when you're old and can't take care of yourself, they can take care of you, right? That <laughs> that equity pays off. off. Yeah, that equity <laughs> pays off eventually. You would never say, hey, baby, I just popped you out because one day I need you to take care of me, right? Yes, but do you know what's funny is, uh, have you, do you follow David Henmeyer Hansen on Instagram? Do you know who that is? I don't know who that is. Okay, so he's one of the founders of Basecamp. Ah, okay. I think he's doing okay. So they're a super private company. Um, They don't have actually any shareholders other than I think Jeff Bezos owns 5%. You mean when you say okay, you mean like financially? Wildly wealthy. Well, see, but that's what I'm asking, right? So a guy like that, he has some structure. Yeah, he has some structure that allows him to build wealth without raising capital, without selling. And usually it's some sort of dividend or profit sharing. Yeah. So, I mean, that I have zero need or, or intention to generate more profit or more wealth for myself short term. 
eventually, like uh, I believe Trios is going to be very profitable and I, I will inevitably benefit from When your that, wife but, listens to this, is she going to at dinner say, Ryan, what were you talking about? We do. We want to go on that vacation right now. <laughs> no, it's funny. Like I'm married. Uh, I'm, Jill is an amazing person. Um, she's one of those interesting people that just has zero interest in wealth. Uh-huh. As long as she's covered, you know, um, she's fine. I'm lucky. Like I got her this tiny little diamond ring that I had to go into debt for, you know, for a <laughs> wedding. It's tiny, right? Yeah. She's like, I never ever want you to buy me a bigger ring. And I'm like, I love this. It's great. That's great. Um, I want, I, I was going to ask you a bunch of other numbers to compare to the last interview, but you've totally changed the model. So I just don't think that those numbers would make a lot of sense. Do you have enough historical data yet to look at expansion revenue year over year? Are you driving meaningful expansion? Yeah, so this is cool. Um, so we closed our first deal with Envision um, for this product called Talent Path. So Talent Path creates talent, um, closed it, and within two months they expanded uh, to a deal that was 10x the size of the current one. So we're we're seeing very quick expansion on that. Um, and when as was that know, deal closed? The original one? It was closed in early this year. And, and so we're seeing good, you know, good um, indications, you know, MailChimp already is looking for a second class of talent. Um, so these are some of our clients already, um, MailChimp, Envision, Nike, Acquia, Chegg, MindBody. And then we've got, you know, really big deals in the pipe. I've got at least $2.7 million in the pipeline right now myself. Um, and, and so we're, we're going to see it, I think really fly. I'm excited right now. I, when a, when a, when a startup comes to me less than a million in AR and they say, Nathan, I need our first two developers. I'm tip. What I've been recommending is top towel for that. It's how I did it back in the day. It worked really nicely. Um, your product is not a fit for that, that kind of scenario, right? They need to be at scale first at scale. Yep. Yeah. We, we tend to sell the fortune 1000. So yeah. And, and what's like the typical number of people you're hiring in any given contract? Are we talking like dozens or hundreds or? Uh, 10 plus. 10 plus. Okay, good, good. That gives some more context to the folks. It's good. All right. Um, that's great. So 80 folks still same, doing more with less cash flow positive, only 13 million in, but nothing raised over the last year or so, you know, doing 2 million bucks uh, in, in MRR about nine, 10 months ago, now scaling, hoping to add another 4 million to that. Now is the other, is that consumer business flat now since you're not focused on it or is it still growing? It's pretty much flat. It's, it's growing much a little flat. bit. Yeah, cool. Yep. So, but fair to say that's still doing about two million bucks a month. Yep. Yeah, that's great. Okay, very good. What? Uh, any any data on churn yet? Um, on the big deals, not 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 yet, because um, yep. we're so early in it. Um, but it, you know, the engagement's so high. Um, I'm not worried at all about it. So, mm-hmm. do you model it like a SaaS company? Like when Mailchimp, when you deliver the 300 new developers they need, and then it ends, what happens? So um, we don't know yet um, yeah. is the brutal answer. What what I know is going to happen is that these companies are never going to stop hiring. And if we do a good job on class one, then why wouldn't they work with us on class two and 10 and five and 100? You know, I mean, so um, I'm really bullish on expansion. You know, we're just about to announce a massive deal. I can't announce yet because we haven't... Um, uh, officially got it, but it's going to allow us to create another type of talent. Um, and so then we'll be able to, to cross sell and say, oh, great, we created a class for you of this type of developer. Now we can do 
this and that's going to keep going. It's really exciting. So I just had, you remind me a lot, except he has you beat, unfortunately, Colin Day with iSims. Totally bootstrapped. You took 13. He totally bootstrapped, but <laughs> killing impressive. it now, right? Over 100 million bucks in ARR recruiting. He told me when he was on the show a couple of days, I mean, he's looking for acquisitions. I mean, you guys, from a personality perspective, I feel like you guys are like brothers. I mean, it's it's scary how similar you that's guys are. Would wow. you, if he ever came to you and offered you, let's say, let's ignore the price for a second. Let's say strategically. Um, let's say the price was something absurd that you would have to say yes to, but strategically, do you think Treehouse plus an ISIMS would be a good fit or no? I mean, I care about our mission. So if a strategic fit allows us to change more lives, absolutely. Um, you know, we've gone through a number of acquisition talks and decide not to do them. So yeah, I mean, I, I am extremely mission driven. Like, I mean, it, I'm basically my religion is Treehouse because I think it's going to be the most important, most impactful project I ever work on. But that's because the mission matters, right? It's not the attachment to the brand. It's the lives that we change. So theoretically, yes. But at the moment, we're having so much fun and like changing lives right now and throwing off cash. It's kind of like, I don't know. It, anything else is a distraction, really. Yeah. So. I'm such a capitalist. You see like changing lives and like this wishy-washy stuff. It makes me vomit inside, but I know it's the right answer. And I, and I believe you, by the way. I don't think you're just saying that but just i wanted you to know inside i'm going Ugh, this wishy-washy mushy-gushy lovey-dovey stuff i hate I it i know i know it's, it's, <laughs> i know that about you it's okay i still love you i'm accept i'm accepting it you can feel me accepting it right i do yeah all right very good ryan let's wrap up with a famous five number one what is the last business book that you read Ooh, i really really love um good to great it's just solid solid stuff number two is there a ceo you're following or studying right now I just, I just can't get enough of Elon Musk. I know he's insane, and uh, but I just love him like crazy. Yeah, the, the, we'll see what we'll see if the public markets share that same sentiment over the next couple of weeks. We'll see what happens here. Yeah, uh, yeah. Number three, what's your favorite online tool for building your business besides your own? Um, I currently like Outreach. Outreach.io is killer. It's really, really, really great. Sales Loft is also great. Um, really, really good stuff. Number four, how many hours of sleep are you getting every night? I, I'm probably only getting six. I, I know it should be more. Not horrendous but. though. Not horrendous. And you and Jill, how young's the youngest one? Uh, seven is the youngest and 10 is the oldest. So we're in the, we're in the glide. Yeah. Happy spot. I was going to say they're, until they turn teenagers. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. They're cute. <laughs> then they're going to get ugly and smelly. So. <laughs> All right. And how old are you, Ryan? I am 40. Four, the big four. Oh, I love that. All right. Last question. What do you wish your 20 year old self knew? I wish that I knew it was important to have discipline every day and to not quit on terrible, yucky tasks. I, I did not have mental strength when I was younger. I wish I, I, I would have had that. Guys, more discipline. Don't quit the tough tasks. This is coming from a guy who literally eight months ago, it's like a black t-shirt. And now he's a full-fledged <laughs> sales. I mean, pockets. Hold your wrist up. Is there a watch on too? No, no, no. No watch not. yet. Okay, so no, he's no, not a full a sales guy yet. But a he's fitted suit though. A fitted, <laughs> a fitted suit with the pocket square. Look, his consumer business, 2 million bucks in ARR, 24 million, sorry, 24 million in ARR. He's letting that glide because he sees the opportunity to change more lives, help more companies, get developers up to speed, train them, you 
know, bringing their new classes faster on their B2B model. These are, you know, $90,000 ACV deals, uh, helping MailChimp, you know, folks like this envision, bring on new developers. Uh, the economics are making sense. He did it himself and, you know, onboarding a new sales rep takes about six months. Hoping to hit about a million bucks in new ARR per rep. That would be good. Structure is, you know, 50% base, 50% commission. So they are scaling, hoping that the B2B side passes 4 million bucks in ARR this year and hopefully grows larger than the consumer side by 2020. Ryan Carson, thank you for taking us to the top. It was a blast. Thank you.